All right, guys, quick little thing before we get into this episode. Just wanted to quickly say, so there's two jokes that I made throughout this episode that I jokingly said afterwards that I would, you know, edit them out. But I didn't because the guy thought it was funny. The guy thought it would be cool to keep it in. So that is why you will hear them and then you'll hear me joke about editing them out. Take it for what it is and enjoy the episode. Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 157. I'm Graham. I'm here with Luke, Cody, and Richie. And we have Brandon Carroll back on the podcast today. And since we last talked to him, he's been a pretty busy guy. He's trashed the XJ, fixed the XJ, I think. Or, no, I know. Uh, went on Ultimate Adventure, and I'm sure many more shenanigans that I have not even been keeping track of so um where the hell do we want to start um when was the last time we had you on i guess oh boy I'm it's been a minute yeah it has uh-huh. maybe after the first meet and beat i think we had you on or something like that yeah, maybe that before uh we were still in the double digits i remember that oh damn so it was way long ago mm. at least a year i'm trying to yeah. do research and i'm coming up happened in a year boys lots happened in a year yep yes, well it start does. telling us about it motherfucker i mean probably the most exciting thing was ultimate adventure which how they let a shitbox xj in there i don't know but we made it happen so <laughs> going into ultimate adventure i'm sure again with the shitbox cherokee uh what are some things that you did preliminary to try to like actually make sure that this thing survives a week uh, lots of hopes and prayers and um no but for real though it was like i mean y'all seen it y'all know what it looked like it was literally a beat to pieces crawler like strictly crawler like no road driving anymore i was just strictly a trailer queen and um you know i never oh, thought in a million just years i get sick but just because we know doesn't mean the listeners do so give us a quick little synopsis of like what it was prior to what you did you could talk about what you're doing now but i said like let's go pre uh, ultimate adventure well i mean it was just every there wasn't a straight body panel in it not that there is now they're just a little straighter than they were hmm. but i mean it, the whole side was caved in the passenger side rear door and rear quarter was just completely ko'd and caved in um so that door was smashed wouldn't open the rear hatch was smashed wouldn't open no rear glass at whatsoever um just like i said just beat to pieces all the doors everything just smashed in it and um that's kind of how it was i really didn't care at that time you know i wasn't you know ever planning on really street driving it ever again i done went full hydro um things like that and of course running the stickies but when I got that call to go to Ultimate Adventure, it was kind of like, oh shit, this is going to be a real thing. You know? So, yeah. Um, luckily, Sam, you guys know Sam. If y'all don't, in a new fab, um, he hooked it up to where we brought the Jeep up there to his shop and just started thrashing on the thing, man, because it needed a whole laundry list of items before it was streetable. Yep. And I know you guys it, put a ton of work into that. Yeah, I we did. Pretty closely. and. Yeah, it was to see what it what came out of it was definitely exciting, and I'm yeah. sure road driving it must have been a trip after not expecting to road drive it again. An ultimate adventure is a lot of road driving. It was it was pretty well. We we went the uh, 1,300 miles total on that trip, and that was that's on and off road. 
mm-hmm. across uh, four states, I think. So that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty wild. But basically, up at Sam's, like we had a month crunch time to get it ready, and uh-huh. uh, you know, there's a there's a hard deadline there. Like there's no no other way but to get it on the trailer and headed to the ending point. But um, so we did a lot of work with the Porter Power. A lot of body work to get the doors back on and i just happened to luck up and found a xj getting parted out literally right down the street from where i live which was just awesome so convenient. i went yeah very convenient so i went and i snagged a rear hatch off of it which was immaculate uh still had a glass in it snagged some doors a header panel and probably some other shit, but uh so we was able to port a part of the body, do a little body work to get it all straightened out, to get all that. And I actually got a rear door on it, which was an amazing feat in itself. Um, yeah, I, that rear quarter was fucked. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. So I ended up, like I said, straightening it the best I could, come along, port a power, whatever, whatever we had, big hammers and everything. And ended up like the striker play on the door. I actually had to take the bottom bolt out of it and clock it and tack weld it just to get the fucking door to shut. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we did that. We built a rear bumper for it um, at Sam's. We added on to the front bumper. Uh, we built a whole skid plate system for it, flat belly skid with some UHMW, you know, the slick plastic on the bottom. We built some new uh, leaf spring hangers because the stock ones are about to rip away from the unibody. Um, what else did I put a switch pod in it? Um, and then we mounted all of the um, stuff that all the sponsors for the event gave us or gave me, like the shocks and springs from Skyjacker. Uh, Warren hooked it up with a winch. Um, and the dirty lives, I was ended up getting those for a killer deal through uh, Off Road Connection, who's the crony on Ultimate Adventure owns that shop. Um, and then my star hooked it up with five tires and uh, probably among a bunch of other stuff. So we ended up getting all that stuff bolted on to the Jeep, and we literally got it done to where it was drivable like days before we had to leave. And the only test driving I had on that Jeep was driving it from Sam's shop to my house because I still had a few things to knock off the list, which was like an hour of test driving. And on that test drive, probably 30 minutes in between, the damn Jeep just started puking oil and smoking like crazy. And uh, I literally had to pull over on the side of the interstate the whole cab was filled with smoke. My cousin, who was my co-dog, was in my truck behind me, like flagging me, waving me down. So we pulled over, and the Jeep was just dumping oil out of the rear main sill. So I'm like, "Well, there goes the trip." You know, like what are you doing <laughs> at that point? You know, I'm just like, I'm just thinking, like we're just we're screwed. You know, like yeah, you do all that work just for some yeah. other little random thing to to sort exactly. of throw you off. Exactly. Not many people know that. I hadn't really shared that information much, other than you know the people who knew about the trip or were on the trip who experienced it some with me so it ended up like it was clearly leaking out of the rear main sill mm-hmm. and so like we let it cool down there for a minute and it smoked and dumped a little like all the way home it's like i don't really care at this point i just want to get it home like i was just pissed off you know at that time yeah 
And um, so we, it kept running. So it's like, well, screw it. We're just going to drive and see what happens, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so the ending point of the trip was in Kentucky at a park called Hollywood. And then the beginning point of the trip was in Pennsylvania. So us being closer to Kentucky, we opted to tow the Jeep to the ending point of the trip and leave the truck and trailer there all week. So we did that like on a Thursday, camped at Hollywood where the truck and trailer was Thursday night. We got up Friday morning and it was just a few of us kind of convoyed up there. It was me, um, Chris Durham, who's an absolute legend, um, Keith Bailey, Sam Gillis, uh, Roscoe, and then Timmy and Georgia from uh, Texas. So all of us hopped in our rigs and drove from Hollywood, Kentucky, to Blairville, Pennsylvania, like nine hours straight, right off the rip. And like I said, I had an hour test drive at this point. My test drive didn't go all that well. No. And so, now you have to drive at nine. Mm-hmm. That must have been, uh, there's some, I feel like some mental prep. Having having done long trips, it's sort of like, I don't know, you have to psych yourself up for it and just go. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. And I mean, on top of all that, the freaking Jeep has not seen any street driving since like 2020. Yeah. So I'm, you know, so I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> So, uh, but we hopped in the Jeep that morning on Friday. I was like, oh, we'll just, you know, see how far we can make it. And, uh, dude, that thing smoked the entire way and dumped oil. It would only do it real bad on diesel. Mm-hmm. So, like, going from Kentucky to Pennsylvania, you know, across West Virginia, it's nothing but hills and mountain climbs, you know, on the interstate the whole way. We didn't take back roads. We're hitting the freaking interstate the whole entire yeah. way. And like I said, nine hours straight. The only time we stopped was for fuel. And uh, I think we burned like four tanks of fuel. But anyways. Um, well, that's just typical Cherokee on mm-hmm. 42s. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think so we were a fucking dog on 42s. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> Holy shit. You drove that whole way there on the sticky 42s? Yeah, dude. Holy shit! How, honest, like dead honest. How bad did they chew through on that? I mean, because it's how many fucking miles is that? that that's right off the rip was like four hundred miles. That nine hour trip was like right at four hundred. Yeah, miles. that's a that's a significant bit. I mean, holy shit! Yeah, I mean that that was like I said, that was just to get to the beginning point of the trip. Like trip hadn't even started at that point in time. Honestly, that's, yeah, a, we, that's like a good test too, because then it's like. If it doesn't make it here, it ain't gonna make it the rest of the week. So if you can't yeah. make it in that four hour span, then like kinda fucking smart if you ask me. Yeah, I mean it was it was either, you know, <laughs> this is gonna work or it's not. So <laughs> uh but yeah, it, it was pretty wild. But yeah, we had that thing like twisting. You know, I think stock limiter on a XJ four oh is like five thousand two hundred and fifty RPMs, right? Mm-hmm. Fifty two fifty. 5250, baby. So we were screaming at five grand in second gear coming up these hills for like minutes straight. Just had this thing at five grand. Just <laughs> blistering up these hills to keep up with everybody. <laughs> That's and, uh, terrible. Yeah, it was no, horrible. It's great. It's what it, it loves it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it took it like a champ, but. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So this was, this was like before the trip even started, you know. So on the trip, 
there's a requirement where you have to do at least 65 miles an hour, like minimum maintain that speed to be qualified and eligible for a trip. So we kind of bluffed on that one a little bit too, not <laughs> knowing if we could be able to do that, which we can, it'll run like hell straightaways and downhills. Yeah. It's minor detail. Where are they no, testing? <laughs> it was like a freaking. it was like a yo-yo man, because like we would keep, we would haul ass like 80 mile an hour downhill. Mm-hmm. As soon as we, as soon as we start up the next hill, we start falling back. Yep. We get, <laughs> we get to the downhill and we catch up with everybody. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it was it was pretty wild just to get there. But like I said, it was it was smoking, dumping oil the whole time, and uh, so basically, come to find out, I had overfilled it a little bit for like our rock crawling type stuff we do at bad angles. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the rear main cell does is leaking, but it being overfilled made it ten times worse, and so that was what was yep. causing the puke out oil. Once it puked out all the oil it wanted to, it was fine the rest of the trip. So. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It was Kinda just self-adjusting. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting to hear how, it, level. how that became bearable. Uh, I was wondering when the rear main sail was going to just uh, self-heal, but uh, it, that's, it that's better. It that makes more sense. <laughs> so it fixed that's, itself, luckily, before the trip started. But Chris Duren was behind us on the way up there. And dude, his windshield was just like covered in oil. I'm like, my, my bad, dude. <laughs> it's shiny. Now it's shiny. Um, yeah. <laughs> How did the full hydro do on the road? There, there's always horror stories and people who talking talking shit about yeah. it, and vice versa. Yeah, and, I mean, you hear that, but I feel like that's probably somebody who went to Tractor Supply and bought a freaking ram from them and like robbed their cousin's uncle's sister's, uh, you know, orbital office forklift or something. You know. But yeah, then, I feel like a lot of that stuff gets overstated because even if you're using a generic hydraulic ram, but you're using the correct size orbital that's either load reacting or non-load reacting, depending on what you're building, like the orbital and, and like, the pump. We've talked about this. It's all preference. Yeah. <laughs> some people yeah. like it returning to center. Some people don't. But like, I feel like if you've got a good orbital and pump, the rest of the system is going to be pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, a, a RAM is really just a RAM, right? But yep. your orbital size, if it's way off, then that's going to make a huge difference in your pump as well. But with, yep. with, with mine, it's not like a off-the-shelf PSC full hydro kit. I did kind of piece it together. Mm-hmm. But it is a double-ended RAM, which I do, I do think that helps, too. Kind of yeah, oh, yeah. consistent um, left and right turning. I know it's slower one way or the other. Yeah, uh, so yeah it's, yep. The uh, side with the piston in it is going to be a uh, smaller volume, so that makes yeah. sense. So yeah, wouldn't I think, it be? I think, uh, yeah, I think that double ended round definitely keeps the system much more balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it doesn't suck the fluid level down like a like a single ended round does at full full extension. But yeah, mine's mine's not terrible on the street. It's a it's a little sensitive. It's a little touchy. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Forty twos though, they all are. I feel like yeah. the bigger tires you put on something, the twitchier the steering's gonna be just by default. I don't yeah, know. Cool. I didn't really feel like tire size made that much of a difference on my Jeep. It still drives very, like as far as the steering wheel feel, not counting the four link weirdness. Um, but yeah, it drives very similar to how it used to on 35s. 
Yeah, I mean, mine doesn't drive that much. Compared, 35s, I think, 35s to 40s when you're going different axles and all that, the twitchiness is about the same. Maybe a little bit more. I mean, I also I know from I know from more stock tire size tires to a larger tire, you end up you feel it like, and there's that's just the reality of putting a bigger tire on something. It's going yeah. to turn more, so kind of makes sense. I don't it know. does. Call me out in the in the sidelines, people listening. If I'm totally wrong, I don't know. Probably am. <laughs> I feel like it's less twitchy but more responsive if that makes sense because i feel like you can't really go ripping the steering wheel side to side the same way that you could like uh on stock axles but like a smaller turn has a larger effect now there's more rotational mass if that makes sense yeah, that's probably a better way to explain it because it's it's very you know like you said a lot more responsive. A little bit goes a longer way. Long way. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I have this weird pipe dream of like actually making my Jeep one day almost streetable again because it is like, streetable. You still drive it on the road. I. I mean, make it comfortably streetable. Like it's been comfortably streetable. It's just all about what your comfort level is. Touche. <laughs> and your comfort um, level is very high, so... My comfort level is very high, but I mean, like, put some coilovers up front, um, anti-rock at least one end of it to keep it... No, you're not allowed to drive anything on the road unless it has a two-and-a-half king coilover. That's just... It's not a comfortable ride. No shot. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about... Specifically, I would like to get my Jeep comfortable at highway speeds and get a set of dot's right now it's comfortable at up to like 55 60 i want to comfortably be able to do 65 75 in it you want to know how you fix that you turn the speedo off well that's, you, mine, just... mine doesn't work so <laughs> uh, Same, i um, have this is a, a tech thing actually and i just i hooked it back up recently but i had it disconnected for a while um, they make a GPS speedo that you can splice into the speedometer um, wires, and there's a setting. I think it's the the middle setting. I think it's three thousand IPM or something. Um, and and that the computer reads it perfectly. It it looks stock. Um, I disabled it for a while because I think I was having a wiring issue, and it would spike to 120 miles an hour, which is uh, where the computer cuts fuel. So it would cut fuel on me like for an instant here and there when when the thing would reset because of said wiring issue. Um, and now I haven't had tires on the thing to drive it on the road, and I have no headlights or turn signals anymore. Uh, <laughs> but if I did, I'm sure it would work better <laughs> now. Um, so if you are going to keep, and I imagine it's probably going to go back to being a trailer queen, but if you're looking to get quality of life road driving functionality and that thing that it's an intellitronics uh gps speedo it was like a hundred something bucks it really wasn't that bad and it took a like maybe maybe an hour two hours to wire in yeah, well that's good to know that be something like i don't know i don't I, like i'm torn because like i absolutely love driving on the street like to me there's no better feeling it's almost like you're getting away with something you're not supposed yes. to be doing you know yep. so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
no, no better feeling than driving your beat, beat up rock crawler on the street, man. Yep. I just love the looks. Like, obviously, my rig's not as big as all you guys is, but like, just the looks that like the normie people give you, and they're just like, how the fuck is that thing going down the road? And you're just happy as a clam. You break everyone's into- neck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Great. It was really, RJ would be riding with me, and he'd be like, all these people are literally staring you down. I'm like, and I'm not really one to pay attention to people looking at, like, to people in cars on the road. I just pay attention to what I'm doing on the road usually. But he was like, yeah. And then occasionally you'll see, like, I remember vividly a tow truck driver driving through this intersection. I was stopped there, and the guy was just breakneck the entire time and there's just something so satisfying about seeing that and uh, having something that's really comfortable on the road but you can also use it for what you built it to do it's satisfying absolutely absolutely i got a funny story when we're on ua actually it was to get to the starting point so you know with the with the 42 mile stars they only come for 20 inch wheels so i had to buy Mm -hmm. some 20 inch bead locks that i got from dirty life so anyways we're cruising to the starting point. So at this time, the beadlocks are like fresh, like looking mint, right? Yep. And uh, like I said, there was probably like five other rigs convoying with me, you know, badass B8 swapped Jeeps and whatnot. And uh, and then Timmy and George in the man in the man charger, like badass, all badass rigs. And mm-hmm. so we were, we were pulling into some small town in Pennsylvania. And um, there were some people walking down the street, and there was a black dude like walking down the street, and he was like looking over all of us, sees all these jeeps that are like badass jeeps, V8s like thumping, and he looks at my jeep and he sees my twenties, he's like, oh shit, fucking <laughs> 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 rolling on dubs. Yeah, dude, I was like, well, I know what demographic I appeal to now. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck, man. Um. Yeah. So you, I don't know if you saw, but I cut the doors off of my Jeep and I took that thing for a rip around town. You get some entertaining looks when you have like tubing just running right with a big old hole right there. Fucking old ladies looking at you like you're, you know, about to kill them while you're just (laughs) idly sitting there with your thought or with your foot against the uh, tube waiting for the light to change. Yeah. <laughs> I always think about that meme with the Asian chick, and she's like, "The car had no door." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How you drive with no door? How, you fall yeah. out while you drive. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just surprised yours still has a windshield in it at this point. Dude, I am too, honestly, and I'm surprised that I have not rolled the thing. Knock on wood, I have yet to ever roll my Jeep over. It's probably the most crunchy Jeep that's never actually been flipped. But Yeah, I'd say. That's surprising. I didn't realize you hadn't rolled the thing. Based on never looks, you would have think it barrel rolled every trip. Dude, I know. <laughs> it's never been on a slid, believe it or not. Yeah, been on a side, so probably the worst was in uh, Harlan, Kentucky, on Lion's Den. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's a thing. tough one. You had to, oh, you had to twist through that. Mm-hmm. I had the thing completely on its side. Like the only thing holding it up was that tree you got to squeeze through on my cage, and mm-hmm. it actually caved my roof in a little bit. I was on it so hard. <laughs> Is that tree still there? I heard rumors that it's gone. It's still there, but it's like not as tall. So like it's fallen over like a few feet off of the ground. So it's still up there. You still got to squeeze through it. 
but it's not as tall as what it used to be. It's like, like I said, it kind of like broken like a few feet up off the ground. So. Gotcha. It's still okay. probably at least at least up to the cage or so. Mm-hmm. Top of the roof, huh? Yep. Well, that's good. That without mm-hmm. that that section would be easy. I feel like the drop in is just like the first sort of tickle of that, and then it's like, okay, how do you get out? Yeah. <laughs> Other than taking the bypass. Right, yeah, we don't. We don't use the B word around here. Yeah, we don't run bypasses. I do happen to know a group that does, though. <laughs> um, Some would say uh, they're prime candidates to run <laughs> bypasses. <laughs> so, how was the actual trip? We talked about the the jeep, the um, the trip to get there, but then I don't know. Give us like a couple highlights of the of the. It was it was fun, man. It was just um, you know something that I've literally been dreaming about since I was a kid. I know, like probably a bunch of people say that, and that's like cliche thing to say. But I literally had you know every magazine you could buy at that time, subscription wise, and I'd rip out pages of my favorite rigs and literally just had them like tapped to my wall all around my room, and like that's what I lived for was you know getting those magazines in and following the ultimate adventure and then i had it you know every single dvd when it would come out every year and i literally just watched that those dvds over and over um you know because back then didn't have youtube or anything would sit there and watch right we either read a magazine or you had some type of top top truck challenge dvd or the ultimate adventure dvd right (laughs) so like i said it's been dream of mine ago since you know i can remember ever starting to get into this type of stuff and um so when that dream became a reality you know it was just it was awesome to get that call but uh so the start of the trip like i said was in pennsylvania Mm -hmm. and we went to a park called rock run recreation which i thought was basically just a side-by-side park but they had some pretty decent full-size trails there like a big rock garden that was fun um you know as i know we went to good evening ranch that place was freaking awesome uh we're gonna go back there in april of next year for the sea crawls event um we went to daniel boone uh backcountry byway it was it was nothing you know hard or anything like that it was just cool scenery um we went to the hatfield and mccoy trails was another one i thought was nothing but Side by side and you know four wheeler trails, but man, they have some legit rock crawling there in West Virginia. Like it, it was amazing to me to see how many hardcore trails that they have there. Like uh, Ivy Branch um, was a really really good one. That's where that's where I smashed my door in uh, my mm-hmm. driver's side door. Uh, shattered the glass in it, so uh, that was fun. Oh <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I turned it on the side there too, but um, shattered the glass in the door, smashed it in, but I drove out of it. How big Man. was Ivy Branch? I don't know. So that's the only, I think that's the only bad park. It's good and bad because we hit a bunch of parks, but you literally only do like a few trails because you have to get, you know, there was like 28 rigs with us. Like it was the biggest ultimate adventure to date. Like, that's I don't a think lot of vehicles. Yeah, dude. Like we at at uh, Ivy Branch, we actually split into two groups because every you know our group was so massive. 
just because just so that you know everybody wasn't sitting there waiting on the trails all day mm-hmm. even though that's kind of what you do anyways just because you know the film crew got to wait on them to get to the next little obstacle and all that good stuff which it's part of it but um i don't know how i, I know they have several good trails there i was talking to some of the locals and um they're like, man, if y'all ever want to come back, we'll show you stuff even gnarlier than the stuff y'all went on, which we hit some some pretty good stuff. Um, so I, I definitely think it would be worth going back and checking out and kind of taking your time and seeing all those trails. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was a legit place. West Virginia is legit. And the, the senator of that district actually came willing with us there and camped with us for a few days. So that was really cool. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, Senator of West Virginia. He was like responsible for kind of getting some of those um, trails opened up to full size rigs instead of just, you know, the side by side. Which so is fucking up. awesome. Yeah, dude, to have somebody like that high up, you know, actually advocating for our type of stuff that we do when in reality, most of the time they're, you know, against it. So, yeah, they're trying yeah, to turn wild. up the condos or some shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, have him there was really, really cool. He he camped out with us, dude. Like he roughed it with us. He had actually pulled up in an XJ, um, and it had like his campaign slogan, like his name, Mark Maynard, on the side of it, all painted up nice. But he had that thing decked out like Overland style, and he slept in that freaking XJ that night and with us. That's awesome, Senator in an XJ. Yeah, man, I saw that. They know no bounds. A true luxury machine. <laughs> I'm just there's so many jokes that I wanna make that like I just can't <laughs> right now. I can't blame the guy that you know you want a cheap vehicle to run around in for, as advertisement, write it off, you're good to go. <laughs> go overlanding. Exactly. Shitbox. Exactly. Absolute garbage. Alright, two cube, settle down over there. <laughs> <laughs> Have another beer. <laughs> What? 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 I didn't do anything. Oh my god! I heard the god. animosity. I don't even. I can't remember what I fucking said at this point. God oh dude. my god! I'm chilling. <laughs> Relax. Everything's fine. So, anyways, <laughs> so tell us about these fucking Patagonias. Tell us about. He's not them, even done with the trip. God damn it! I'm excited to hear about the Patagonias. Okay. Uh, Pat- so Patagonias after after. Okay. <laughs> um. So after Hatfield McCoy's, the ending park was in, like I said, the Hollywood, Kentucky, like I said before. And that park was really cool. I had some legit rock crawling there. Um, but I, I think one of the main takeaways from it is that, you know, you got all these guys from literally all over the country. Like, um, you know, there were some that were actually local to kind of Pennsylvania, but um, you have a, kind of the Alabama crew of several cronies. Um, you know, Dave Chappelle's from Washington State or whatever. Fred's from California. And then you had Timmy and Georgia from Texas. Um, one of the readers was from Colorado. And then you got some guy from South Carolina. So, like, all over the country, right? Mm. But everybody was just cool, down to earth, just like us. I right? just loved Willing, loved everything about it. And I think that was probably probably one of the coolest things just to see everybody jiving like that, even though we're from all different parts of the country. It was just there was everybody was really cool down there. Even even the guys, you know, we watch on TV all the time, like the Dirt Head Days and Dirt Head Freds and those guys. They were they were really, really cool. 
Chris Durham, you know, absolute legend. That dude is, he's awesome. They call him Mr. Fix-It. <laughs> Any, anything breaks, that man's right in there with his tools or his welder that he's got in his rig, like, just ready to go. Pretty sick. Yeah, well, just it, meeting it all those awesome. dudes, too, is just so, I don't know, that's, like, uh, it almost feels like a pipe dream, right? You see yeah, these yeah. dudes on, you know, on the screen years and years of your life to be actually wheeling with those guys and hanging out with them is probably unreal. That's yeah, how I absolutely. felt when I met Walt Crawlers. No way. <laughs> it was a pipe dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just because was... you don't wheel. <laughs> I'm really sure. Related and rude, might I add, Luke. <laughs> Too trash. God. I mean, <laughs> I guess you did meet Trail Trash, which almost is cool. I mean, I met Dwight. That was exciting. <laughs> ha ha, John and Casey. Ha ha. Anyways, <laughs> that was supposed to be a joke and nobody laughed. So now I'm nervous. <laughs> Y'all thought I was serious. God no, damn I'm it. chuckling, but it's just not getting pickled. Er, uh, pickled. 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 It's not getting pickled. It's not getting picked up. Wow. I can't English today or ever. Been like the last 20 episodes. Um, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Um, I am glad to hear though that the you didn't have the meeting your heroes syndrome. Like sometimes it really sucks when you go to meet people and they're just not what you're expecting. I'm really glad that in wheeling, the majority of the people you meet are what you'd expect. Yeah, for sure. Like like you said, they always say never meet your heroes, but I feel like, you know, in in that aspect of it what we do and meeting those guys it was it was totally worth it and they were they were very down to earth like first first real night like after our first day of wheeling which was sunday in pennsylvania we were back in the hotel parking lot and we literally just have you know parking lot beers every single uh, night in the hotel parking lot with all them dudes just shooting the shit and then <laughs> that first first night we were literally laid up under fred williams G swapping his front drive shaft and you know rubbing elbows with him, handing on tools and and stuff. So it was, it was really cool. Mm, that's sick. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Every every night, no matter camp night, whatever, you know, we didn't have any alcohol on the trails. <laughs> trails, of course, but as soon as we got to the parking lot, we were all just hanging out, cracking a few beers and the shit. So it was really fun. So, what was the worst road day there? <clears throat> worst road day was a freaking drive to the starting point <laughs> but other than that like because we were on the road literally nine hours um Damn. other than nine hours straight pretty much other than that i don't know there was one day we went through maryland ew um, that's maryland maryland. sucks yep we're and it's like from... not a state you'd expect to be that far no, yes. I didn't expect it all. Like, like, what the all? hell? Why am I? <laughs> yeah. They, like, come over the rugged radios, and they're like, we're passing through Maryland. I was like, are we lost? Like, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so hilly. Like, it always catches me off guard every time we've got to pass through there. It's yeah, just sure. a mess. And then there's, like, towns in these valleys, and they're all propped up on stilts or something. You're driving through this craziness, and there's it gets really tight and or at least the spot that we've always driven through it's just always a pain in the ass so yeah. i can imagine 
Yeah, fitting uh, 28 route crawlers through there. Yeah. But I got to give it up to to Kristen and Trent, man. They kept the convoy rolling and kept everybody in check. And, you know, they have a rule. If somebody breaks down, one of the cronies will stop and pull over to the side with them and help them fix it. Everybody else keeps going. Like, we don't stop. Like, mm-hmm. The only person that stops is, like, literally one other vehicle. One of the cronies will stop with you and help you fix it. And then you catch up that you know, some later time. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't want the whole 28-person convoy stopping All staring thing. at you, too. Yeah. But I'll just stand on the side it's of the road just, staring at you and be like, fix it. Why don't you just fix it? Kicking rocks and And it's and just kids. dangerous <laughs> to have that many cars in this. What if you can't all stop there and everybody's got to stop no. and you're in, like, some congested, no-good side pull-off area and you've got to pull 28 rigs over and wander oh. around on the side of the highway nah 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 that's nah. what his 20s are for dude the reflection will just keep all the people being like damn there's a car there don't hit it <laughs> and then like You'd do a chase bar and then it's just purple and red lights they'll think you're a cop and they'll definitely move over you'll be good <laughs> there, hey, there uh, was a couple of times where he's like leaving a little gas station to fill up or whatever because we'd have to split up at gas stations, like, if, and it, it was <laughs> wild. Because, yeah, even like we'd pull on the, off the exit, and maybe have two gas stations, and we would literally just take over these gas stations. <laughs> and um, but to wait on everybody to catch up, we'd get back on the interstate, and we'd be off to the side, like waiting on everybody to you know pack back up so we could take off again. But dude, Christian and Trent, ever since they got those little Cummins engines, man, they they all they all ass pretty good. Of course, they're only on like you know smaller tires. They're on I think thirty eights, so mm-hmm. they're on them big dumb forty twos. Well, and if you're gonna be big, you might as well be dumb too. Yeah, right, that's Richie? what I thought. Yes. <laughs> uh, the majority of everybody was on the forties, and then it was only me, and then. Uh, the two Skyjacker rigs were on 42 Sticky Pats, and then the real truck Gladiator was on 42 Sticky Pats, and then there's a black Gladiator. He's on 43 inch Swampers. So, okay, oh, good. At least someone had common sense. <laughs> there were well, no stickies, was... though. Uh, what's the point of that? So, like, better. do they get a slap on the wrist for not running the the, the sponsor tire? No, it's um. It's offered like you can run them if you choose. Okay. If you choose to get a set of tires from the tire sponsor, then you have to run them for the trip. Gotcha. But you can you can choose not to. Now, like, did you sign a contract for that or no, no contract? <laughs> so that means you could have said you were going got a free set of forty two inch sticky. I feel like that's not go. a good. He didn't sign a contract. It's fine. Well, I'm not getting invited back anymore. Then that's my goal. <laughs> That's my goal is to get invited back next year because they invite back uh, a returning reader from the previous year every year. Oh, shit. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. That's pretty cool. Yep, so I have, a, I have a one in five chance of going back next year. So so what was the process to get selected for it? Whoa, 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 whoa. We were just on tires. <laughs> Give me a second, motherfucker. Damn. Sorry, ask your tire question. I was, I was politely waiting. Okay, my bad. Sorry, Toby. Sorry, Toby. It's you're good. I was just giving you a hard time. You're fine. Um, so all right. So tell us a bit about the Pats, but also tell us like how did you end up on the 42 inch stickies? But only so many other people did because I'm sure others wanted the 42 inch and or 40 inch stickies. But like, why specifically did you get them? Because sorry, God. So 
basically everything is sent out through email. So they'll send you an email out and um, they'll be like, hey, this this is one of our sponsors and they're offering X, Y, Z, right? So when they when they said Milestar was the official tire sponsor, they basically just said, if you want tires, go to their website, select whatever size, and you'll get in contact with the Milestar reps. So in the email, because the, the 42 stickies were like not available at the time to the public. And uh, just very recently, Can you die quieter, whoever that is. Jeez, <laughs> I tried to mute. No, nope. sorry, you failed. <laughs> anyway, sorry, keep going. My bad. Very good. So, uh, so yeah, so the 42 stickies just became available for the public to purchase like very recently. So, at that time, it was like, um, they didn't have the 42 stickies in stock. But they were waiting on them, and we're expecting a truck in within a couple of weeks. So they basically said, if you wanted the forty-two stickies, you're gonna have to wait. They had the dots, the non-stickies. And I was like, you know, I'm not about that life. So, mm-hmm. um, so I opted to wait. So it was an option for literally anybody on the trip could have ran the forty-two stickies. They just had to wait a little bit longer. They had like the forty um, stickies in stock, whatever. Yeah, I got my tires like the I think. Less than a week before I left for the trip, so it was, I was kind of sweating it for a minute. So now, in the situation of you wanting these forty-two inch stickies, did you already have the twenties ready to go? No, like I, I was not oh, expecting shit. to have the buy wheels too. So it was uh, the trip ended up being very expensive for me just because I added parts. Like I was still had a welded rear end in my Jeep at the time when I got invited. So, um, shit. yeah, so I swapped that out for a Yukon Grizzly. And then, yeah, I had to buy had to buy the wheels um, to go on the 42s because they only make them for the 20s. Um, now, like I said, look, sorry, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, uh, Keith Bailey is one of the cronies. He owns Off-Road Connection down in Alabama, so he, he cut me a deal on the, you know, ordered the wheels for me and um, was able to get them through there. So I got five of them to match because you have to run a full-size matching spare. It's one of the requirements. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! How did you manage to fit that in the G? Oh, it was on top. I think I saw videos of pictures. Yeah, yeah it was on the roof. That's literally <laughs> the only spot it could go. Dude, now we, left, the- we left so much stuff at the where we dropped the truck and trailer off just because it wouldn't fit in the jeep. <laughs> like our tent cots that we were planning on sleeping in all week, I had to leave them in the truck because I didn't have room for them. Oh yeah, boy! Yeah, I could imagine you had that thing loaded. No, dude, it was packed too. And I and I removed the back seat. My little girl has that little captain's captain's chair, and like in the middle, you know, it's yep. just like a core booth suspension seat. We I took that out, and dude, we had that thing. Just we had a fridge freezer back there, and just had it packed to the roof, man. Just tons of stuff in there. But we did not turn a wrench on the Jeep the entire time. Nothing failed mechanically. I'm happy to say. So nice. Wow. Now that's mm-hmm. wild. I know, right? What is that like? Hold on, we're not even done with tires yet. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what more do you want to know? They're made of rubber. They're he round. didn't even tell us. He didn't even tell us how they did or anything like that because they're supposedly a new tire compound. Blah 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 blah. Well, now, they didn't break the, anything, so maybe they didn't work so well. Good, dude. That's what I'm gonna ask. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, um, now, quick thing. What would like if they were not able to get those stickies out to you in time? What are your options? Running your own wheels and tire setup, or do they send you a set of 42 inch DOTs, or do they like? What was the option if they couldn't make it happen? 
if they couldn't make it happen, then yeah, I probably would have because I already had bought the wheels at that point in time in anticipation of the of the tires. So I probably would have just told them to ship me some forty two dots, but luckily they came through. Or my, see, my only thing with like the wheels and tires I had at the time were my forty three Swamper stickies that are terribly unbalanced. So I was like, there's no freaking way that those are gonna make it the whole trip. You know, just beating me to death. Um, <laughs> But I will say I, I did I did throw the tires. They would have looked silly, yeah, but um, <laughs> I did throw the tires on the wheels with no balancing whatsoever, and they run really smooth and really true. And I that would not have been the case for my swampers. And it's it's amazing what like a a, a fresh set of balanced drive shafts and some tires that actually run true down the street will do for driving a rig on the street. Yep. <laughs> Because I just had some home-built, you know, drive shafts in it at that time. So I wasn't used to all that. Now, with Patagonia's being the most common answer for, like, the worst tire, what people feel is the worst tire, genuine, honest review, What do you, do you think that it would be worth somebody's time? And Well, hold on now, because he's selling his. So, like, this might be biased as fuck. But, well, like, if you if you can be honest and true with us, mister... Give us your honest opinion, other than on the yeah. street, like actual off-roading wise, because uh, they su- assume to be pretty decent on the road based off the tread pattern. Mm-hmm. So I'll say this though, really, I'm I'm just um, so the only reason I really listen to them is because if I was gonna sell them, I want to sell them before I accidentally just destroy them, right? Just you know, rock rash and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if I was gonna sell them, I wanted to sell them now before so i can get the most money out of them basically so yeah but i'm still running them so that's that was my thing is like if, if they don't sell i'm gonna run them for a little while and just kind of test them out some more than i already have so they do great on the street they balanced out extremely well i feel like they get a really bad rat because these are mto2s their first version of the mto1 was a shit tire and the mile star people will literally tell you that to your face. Like, you know, the, the MTO ones were shit, basically. So with the MTO twos, they added some, I can't remember how many mil thickness to the sidewalls because that was a huge issue. And then they also added more silica to the compound on the tread. Uh, didn't t- change the design, really. They just did some tweaks, you know, kind of internally with the rubber and all that good stuff. I will say on dry rock, I feel like they perform just as good as any other sticky tire. There's a ton of contact patch on the rock and they yeah. hook. Like, um, there was majority of the people, I don't think anybody really had much bad to say about them on the trip. Like, I think they really surprised everybody because we were all kind of coming into it with probably how everybody kind of feels about those tires and get a bad rap. Like, we were not coming into it and expecting good things. And um, so we were all somewhat impressed on how they did on the trip. Um, and then, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going from one extreme to the other. A Swamper Sticky, which is like the holy grail of a southeastern, you know, all-around tire to a mile star. So it's just, it's world's difference. But, like I said, Dry Rock, they did really well. It did rain on us one day. They still seem to perform, you know, pretty decent. Where they're lacking is in the mud, the slop, 
when it rains, they just get packed up because the tread pattern is so close together, um, unlike a, a swamper. So I will say that I feel like they would be a really good out west tire. You see more people running out there and have a good look out of them. But I did put a hole in one on Ultimate Adventure. But I will say, I don't know how many other tires would have survived that impact other than like a, a tough sidewall of a swamper. Because I slammed into a rock super hard. And that was still early, somewhat early in the trip, whenever I was still figuring out what kind of air pressure to run in those tires. Yeah. Because I'm used to, you know, just running, you know, single digits, you know, five, six maybe on my swampers. Whereas these, you put them at 10 and they look like they're almost flat. So yeah. I'm still kind of still trying to figure out the pressure. Yeah. Like the sidewalls are nowhere near as stiff. So they bulge out really easy, even at, you know, 10 PSI. So my oh. 10 foot view seems like they softened the compound up and they made the compound stick a little bit better to rocks. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to have red label. Problem. I think the problem has always been when you don't have a ton of traction, they don't find yeah. traction. If there's traction to be found, because the tread pattern is so close together, you're going to have surface area it's going to grab. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, once, once they pack up with mud, it's not like a swamp where it's going to kind of swing it out. It just literally stays packed up, and that's whatever, you know, they don't perform well. Yep. And I've, I've, let's see, I've been to AOP twice since then. I've been to Windrock once. I've been to Hawk Crowd once, and I've been to Stony Lonesome once, all with the Monsters since the since the trip. How was Stony Lonesome? It's it's a good park. If you've never been, it's definitely worth the checking out. Okay. Um, it's getting. I think it's getting better and better as. Um, you know, they, they cut more trails. Um, there's some good climbs there. There's a few, like, uh, creek bed type, you know, slow crawling trails. or some, like, you know, ditch type stuff. Uh, Bust and Knuckle Off-Road, their shop is really close, so they go there a lot. But, yeah, there's a lot of good, like, climbs with ledges and, and stuff in it, so. Seems like there's a good time, then. Yeah, there's definitely a good bit to, to do in a full size. And but, because yeah. my... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know how well I like it once it starts raining. It's been so dry, like the past few months, and I feel like that's why, you know, I've seen the tires still being, you know, performing pretty good because it has been like, you know, really dry compared to what it usually is. And so, but. I still love swampers. I always love swampers, and I will have another set of swampers. I think some forty-three stickies on my twenties would look sick. So that'll be my next. I agree. Tire. I agree for sure. Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours had uh, Chris Ayashua. He has his on. Uh, actually, I think Mikey even has a set of twenties yeah, on his forty-threes. It just for me, it just it's it a good, good ratio. Yeah, it's a solid ratio, and especially like if you don't cheap out on the wheels, which I'm not saying you did. I'm not saying Mikey or Chris did, but like the combo, if you have like a nice set of twenties with a nice set of wheels, like any of the Jesse Haynes Fab cars, like on some sick KMC twenties. Ooh, that's some Chef's Kiss shit right there. Granted, I'm poor, so it ain't gonna be me, but <laughs> that shit looks cool. Yeah, I agree. And I, 
I think you either love it or hate it, but most of the guys who hate it are like these older dudes who, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just think it's, you know, mall crawler shit or whatever. But I don't know. I think I, I dig it. I think that looks awesome. I think it looks more proportional to me. Now, when I see like a 17-inch wheel, I feel like it looks small. Like there's almost too much tire sidewall. Yeah. Yes. It depends on the tire for me. Like, um, personally, I like the way that the 17s look in a swamper, but that's just me. I like the radials on the 20s. I like the way, because you can t- kind of tell like a 43SX sticky and a 20 is more like a squared off tread block versus the 17 is kind of more roundish. Yeah, we had a um, we had a guy on who was just, just talking about that. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm blanking on his name and I'm a piece of shit. Oh my gosh, never mind. We could keep going. But yeah, somebody else mentioned that and it makes sense. You know, you're I guess it's not pulling the t- I don't know actually the science behind why that would be, but it makes sense to me in my brain. <laughs> good good explanation. It's less <laughs> sidewall to bulge out as a result of having a larger rim, so therefore you end up squaring the tread block up because the air pressure has less outward expansion, it's more upward. <laughs> Don't worry, I put in intact. More better. Less what less pinchy sidewall. I put in an editing note that just put Cody what? <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna you're gonna edit Sorry. yourself to sound not dumb. I don't think uh, you can do that. God Sorry, dang it. I'll leave it, but Jesus Christ, I just like trying to listen to myself talk. I was just like, what am I saying right now? Words are hard. Luke, I'm yeah, joining they are you. Hard. Can I come sit at the kids' table? That's what it feels like tonight. <laughs> but all right, we can bring it back to Luke's question there. Uh speaking about like being a Cherokee driver, which is supposed to be, you know, the shit box of the group, and you didn't even work on your rig the whole entire week of beating the shit out of it and then driving it and then doing it over and over and over again. That's gotta, that's gotta feel fucking great. Dude, I know how crazy is that, man? Like, I just, I don't know. I wasn't expecting that, but it was an awesome feeling because we were one of the very few who had nothing to break, you know? So it was, uh, I think a testament to my badass fabrication and building skills. All I can say there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Take that ego boost, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you yeah. and Sam fucking knocked it out of the park on that one. For sure, man. For sure. I'm, I'm digging the bumpers we built. Yeah, that skid plate is just like mm, chef's kiss. Yeah, um, yeah. And how about that galaxy basket? Yeah, I do be digging that. Ever. I gotta see what yeah. this galaxy, galaxy basket. Y'all keep How do you like that this. setup? I like it. Well, I mean, it kind of sucks that the gas tank, stock fuel tank in my yeah. hatch literally robs all of my space. Um, so that kind of sucks. But the basket did exactly what I want, and which helps that because before I was just stacking stuff on top of my gas tank, basically strapping it down. And that, that basket kind of helped that so I can, you know, throw a bunch of tools in there and get it strapped down without all that weight on my actual gas tank. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. I mean, I, I can I can load it up and pack it out nicely now. A lot neater than, than before, too. So, yeah, I've been, really on well. his, I've been on his ass about trying to get him to make a similar height version of a Milwaukee pack out and sell them as a combo set. Yeah, that was sweet. Or metal. Metal. Um, 
Like, so, like, a metal, like, carry crate, almost? No, I mean, like, um, both both of them into the rig, put one on one side, and then be able to put all your Milwaukee pack-out stuff, like coolers and... Um, oh, so you mean just the plate? I I misunderstood. Yeah, sorry. I thought my apologies. He did when say it height? strangely. That's, yeah, that's well, not you. When you uh, said height, I was just I, a little I understood, off. but I understand where you were confused. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, he doesn't. Like, like, I wonder if there's like some like um, copyright thing. You know what I mean? Like, well, cause, I don't so know. So the thing that Sam was saying when I was talking to him about it is everything that he does and everything he plasmas, he draws himself. Nothing gets taken. So that's why the a lot of the stuff that he is doing takes a while to actually do. Because if you're going to draw a pack out thing, you got to draw it, test it. And then multiply that to make that into a actual pack out system. And you know, meanwhile, he's running on a toaster of a computer. I'm working on that with him. Uh, it's slow. <laughs> it's it's it's. He's shooting himself in the foot by using that, Sam. If you're listening, uh, love you, buddy. I'll help you. Uh, he needs that 13900K, bro, with a no, 48 he's got a newer laptop. Um, <laughs> but that'll help him out so much. But it's just it's it was upsetting to watch him use that old computer because you can see like the dude has he has got so much vision for like what he's working on and like what to cut out and he's got some really intricate and unique designs. Uh, <laughs> that stupid Fujitsu. <laughs> 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 the is. amount of times that I've talked with him, he's been like, "Bro, my computer just crashed." I'm like. Sorry, I don't know what I, I can't help you with the Fujitsu. Let's get you on the other one. He's coming down. Or coming Wait, up. the laptop brand is Fujitsu? I thought you yeah. were just making a joke. That's no, actually that's the brand it. name. That's the brand of the laptop. Where did he uh, get it? AliExpress. Up, so hopefully, I'll square him away. Fuck. Because I feel bad. He's still using that old thing. Because I I helped him pick a new one out for a really good price, and we'll get Costco. dialed. We'll get Costco dialed. got them deals right now, dude. If you had a Costco card, that's the place to be for their shit. Uh, we got one cheaper than that. Really. So it's just like an i3? <laughs> no. It's an i7. It's a good computer. I'm, I'm kidding. Is, I'm kidding. I'm just seeing you do that to him. <laughs> God. Uh, uh, that's a good off road podcast, not IT off road podcast. <laughs> IT fabrication podcast. Um, yeah, y'all got me lost over here. Yes, sorry. <laughs> so sorry, I, nerd stuff. My bad. <laughs> I do find it very funny that last year was like the year of the blue XJ at Sam's place. Yeah, for sure. Because mine rolled in with a hard mm-hmm. deadline, and we slammed that thing. Well, we didn't. Sam and Graham slammed it out. Well, because I had to work. Um, and then we just ended up like leaving and going to s'more with it you know not really test driven and i wheeled the shit out of it there and it held up great which was awesome nice um, how was how uh s'more by the way s'more it's a, a cool great park, park. yeah, yeah I it's, check it out. i've heard good things the i think my favorite part was i mean the trails are good but that shower house is the cleanest shower house I have ever been in, ever. Yeah. And like, I'm not it one nice. usually to take a shower every day, like after wheeling, but like, this place was nice enough. You'd roll in, you'd have a couple beers, you'd go take a shower at two in the morning. It was just, oh it was my clean. God. It was fucking clean. 
Yeah, after getting after going to Good Evening, coming back three in the morning, drunk, being able to just walk into a shower. Like, granted, I'm sure a little bit different. Obviously, having to walk to the shower house, but no, no, like, no, not that, really that different. You just wander over. It was warm out. It was still the summer, right? So uh, there were cats. There were literally, literally like two or three cats that just sit outside the doors. You'd be petting the cat. Wait for a wait for a shower to open up. <laughs> hop on in. Yep, and that water got apart. fucking hot. Yeah, it's hotter than my water at home. Yes, it was awesome. <laughs> yes. um, it was there's actually a reason for that, Graham, in case you were wondering. There is a reason for that. Uh, rental properties, you can't have the hot water more than 120 degrees because it can potentially burn people. We're down in Kentucky. It don't, oh, not Kentucky, sorry, Missouri. <laughs> it's a few states over. It don't fucking matter. <laughs> well, I know where the Pretty boiler is or the, uh, the heater is. We can crank that bitch up. I can I can help you with that actually. We, if you really need it, I can help you. <laughs> uh, anyways, but you will definitely need to use the showers at S'more. Like if you just go to S'more, even if it's a day trip, prepare to take a shower because if it doesn't Dusty. rain, that place is a dust bowl. Uh, yeah. Like it was to the point where I was running the heat in the, or not the heat, but just like the fan in the Jeep to blow the dust out of the ducks and like kind of help to kind of push the dust back. It mm. was fucking terrible. Dude, I, I feel like everywhere was like that. Like, probably not like super recently, but the past few months, was like no rain. Everywhere, every park we went to, like Hawk Pride was terribly dusty, and like everywhere, Windrock, no matter what, every place was super, super dusty. And just, I think, I guess the whole fall, really. Yeah, this was uh, what mid spring, Graham. We went to sport, uh, s'more that was, yeah, May, right? Yeah, to May, yeah, so beginning of summer. I will say it made for some killer traction, though. Mm-hmm. It did. It really fucking did. Um, like, out at S'more, it was just traction to be had everywhere. I can't imagine going back to S'more now with the stickies and those same conditions. You could run solid 95% of that park. Yeah. Check it out one day. Definitely. Yeah, it was good. What'd you think of Good Evening? I thought it was awesome, man. That that place was so cool. Just like even even it being like the horse farm and all that. That was just it was just super nice. And uh, we got to the owner Billy Gerald. Actually, we went wheeling with us when we were there for the UA. So he was out there on the trails with us. I feel like we ran a decent amount of trails there, but there's still some. Like, we didn't get in any of the honey hole, keyhole, whatever, that little mm-hmm. group of rocks That's in that fun. big field. We didn't, we weren't able to get in any of that. Um, Was there we got special reason or just timing? or Just timing. We got, like, that was one of the places we got a solid full day of wheeling in because we rolled into camp the night before, camp there at Good Evening. And then woke up and literally we went straight into the trail. So we wheeled all day. But when we were rolling out that evening, it was still light out. 
but uh christian and trent had their jeep parked blocking it blocking us from going up there they're like head back to camp everybody's going back to camp we're not gonna have y'all stuck out here on the on the keyboard or whatever so. <laughs> we didn't get to put tires on it so i, d- I definitely like i said we're going back in april and i'm excited about that and we and won't be going we, back uh, I heard about that. <laughs> Can't imagine why. <laughs> hmm. Oops. I heard I heard some stories. But you know, I was supposed to be there that weekend. I already had a, a RV site reserved and everything. Yeah. Um, we were making fun of you all weekend. <laughs> if y'all had just stayed an extra day, I could have seen it. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was literally the day after we left. Jeez. But just think, I, you got some memorabilia because we left, you know? That's right. On the trail <laughs> What did you do with that? Do you still have it? No, unfortunately, it got stuck on another person's rig and they got pissed and threw it away, I think. Oh, <laughs> oops. <laughs> they don't understand the lore behind it. <laughs> apparently, apparently not. It's it's the bypass uh trophy. Well, apparently it stayed on my Jeep all night, and I had no idea. So, <laughs> till the next morning. That's amazing. It was funny. I still got some pictures. <laughs> How was Hollerwood? Hollerwood is fun, man. Kentucky's got some 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 killer rock crawling. Um, I got told I- that like Hollerwood wasn't that good. I've gotten told it's pretty good. I feel like it depends on who you go with. If you go with somebody who knows the park well. Um, there's some good trails to be had there. Uh, Widowmaker was fun. And then we did Car- Carburetor Hill. And I think that was about it that day. But I, I would like to go back and run some more. I think I would definitely go back and, and hit that park again. Um, I, I had a good time. I thought it was – I like that style of, of crawling, though, like creek bed type stuff. That's oh, yeah. top of, top of wheel and I like. Mm-hmm. I got How a bad. Buddy. Sorry. I was say, but also, you know, you could you could run Harlan and probably hit up Har- Hollywood too all in a long weekend. That would be a fun long weekend. Yeah. Is it like Harlan is where you're just on the edge of a cliff there? No, it's not. Not really, because Harlan, you know, you've actually got to climb the mountain to get up to the top, whereas we went straight into the bottom of, like, that creek trail, Widowmaker. Um, there was some elevation change, but I don't feel like a ton. And, like, was there room for activities, unlike the goat paths at Harlan? Yeah, um, there was a really cool campground we stayed at, too, too called... Uh, Callie's campground. They have like a pond there, and that's where we left our truck and trailers all week. So that was a that was a really nice campground, and you could drive your rig from that campground into the back way into Hollywood, which is oh shit, yeah, which is kind of what we did. I did that's hear cool. though that uh, Hollywood tends to have a significant bit of morons in side by sides. Can you uh, confirm or deny, dude? I I feel, I feel like that's everywhere these days. To be honest. But That's a yeah, that is true. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I feel like it's just everywhere you go, some more than others. But yeah, there was there was several there, and there's a bunch of people who like got out and were 
sitting at the top of the trail, like Carburetor Hill, like watching us come up at and video and all of us. Well, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, huh. yeah that's definitely. Sorry, God, Richie, my bad. Hollerwood also offers uh, side by side rentals, or at least they will be soon. Oh, boy. I mean, that's actually that kind of cool, though, because, like, if you wanted to host an event there, if you wanted to have your buddy fly in, they could just rent a side-by-side for the weekend. And for yeah. a guy who takes pictures a lot, that sounds fucking awesome, because that is definitely, like, having a vehicle, like, again, should I be thinking about this? No. Should I be thinking about getting my rig done? Yes. But fuck all of you. Anyways, um, like, for taking pictures, though, having something that could, like, bebop up trail a little ways and be able to, like, set up and take photos for everyone, that's that's zesty. That's nice. Well, like, also, if we're trying to go and, like, for example, do content or something, even if you wanted to just fly in for the weekend to save the driving time or whatever and not have to trailer a rig down, yeah. If they're cheap enough, that's still not a terrible option either. Yeah. We're not, we're not the same thing. Yeah? yeah so that's, that would be good for us, too, in the sense of me and Graham have a free weekend. We have a little bit of extra cash burning in our pockets, and we want to go check out properties for potentially the Web Wheelers Ball. Having that availability to, a, a like, instead of having to trailer something down there and then wheel and potentially break it, like just hopping in a plane, going down, renting something to go and just look as much as the property as possible kind of a cool little feature as well that's not gonna be be any cheaper than trailering my shit okay i'm gonna google a plane tickets to kentucky Uh, (laughs) like trip trip tickets about 190 if you book with a couple weeks notice but then you gotta get a rental car and you gotta get a rental rig pick you up 200 dollars. you're picking me up yeah, I mean, like, fly into an airport that's close, I'll pick you up, and then we just... It's that would be hilarious. on a plane. Uh, <laughs> no. What? Wait, why? I'm the person that you should be worried about flying. I don't know, no reason. Because I, I went to Colorado recently for a, a funeral, and I was thinking, I hadn't been on a plane in, like, seven years. I just don't fly. Yeah, planes kind of suck. They're freaky. I'm not a big fan of them. Being stuck in just... Free- I don't care about that. It's just, like... I don't know. Being, it's like being on a bus. Just I'd rather be in my own truck doing my own thing, even if it's gonna take longer. It's more fun, anyways. Like there can't be any story, like other than like crazy people on the plane freaking out and people taking videos. That's the only story you're <laughs> gonna get. That motherfucker is not real. <laughs> <laughs> you're not yeah, gonna but- get like any good. Nobody ever talks about the plane ride, other than if it's long and boring. The people on 9/11 did. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't. Oh God, dang it! That is dark, Ooh. my boy. Ooh. Uh, editing notes. <laughs> oh, you gotta leave that. You you that said was, it. You leave it. That was uh, fucked up, but funny. And it was wrong too. I should have said they weren't able to tell. <laughs> yes, which is uh, what makes it even funnier. God damn it! It's like what did little Johnny get for Christmas? <laughs> steel beams um cancer but anyways yeah <laughs> um, moving on um yeah i hear you but like money and things can definitely weigh a factor into that and also like this year if Not we just really hemorrhaging money either way yes and no i mean that's I'd, fair if play. i was gonna like, go test a property out i'd rather take my rig and go and actually make a weekend of it yeah. versus but, wasting a yeah. weekend but i could be working on shit or doing other things 
to well, fly and look at a property. What's Dude, your just to look Richie? at it. Literally just look at it. Graham, let Richie talk. Look at it! Look at it! <laughs> no. Okay, Richie. Ready for you. To, to be fair, though, you also have to weigh out the time aspect, too. To go check out a property, it might be the same, if not more, to fly down rent something for a weekend versus having to take, you know, two, three days off of work on a weekend. Nah, bitch, I drove down to AOP for a weekend. I'll do that yeah. shit. It's not even as far. Yeah. Well, not <laughs> everyone is you, Graham, for fuck's sake. <laughs> You guys now, can fly. I'm driving. <laughs> we can rent a U-Haul and just run a two-wheel drive U-Haul through the trails. I think we'll get a pretty good understanding of how hard the trails are. Only if it's a 26-foot box truck, those things rip. Oh boy, yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. And then we could just steal people side by side to put it in the box <laughs> truck. They'll never know. And ha, huh, no rental needed. <laughs> That's terrible. We're gonna get my episode canceled, man. Oh man, yeah, I. <laughs> No, only one yeah. wild joke, and I doubt they care about that one. That was like 20 years ago, 22 years ago. Nobody oh. cares. <laughs> I mean, that is, now that's a joke, Jessica. That is a hard joke. My dad joke. was okay. there. Look, if y'all if y'all go to any parks anywhere close, y'all just let me know. I'll meet y'all there, and we'll all pile on the XJ and go look. Hell yeah. Can I get um, the BBC in the back? bring some oil because we're gonna need to slide me into that thing (laughs) i ain't small (laughs) well i will tell you right now that i am meeting up with some ohio boys at leatherwood uh probably early april mid-april yeah i i haven't heard much about that place i don't know I, yep. I know it's big. I got a lot of acreage, but I haven't talked to anybody like like two rock crawlers have been there so much. Or... That's why we're going. Okay. Oh cool. shit! It's just out of Columbus. Ah. Oh. Yep. That's cool. Um, it is very conveniently located, and uh, the size on it is interesting. I want to just go see what it's about. It's like six hours away. That's, oh, that's the same hard. drive for Good Evening Ranch. So, if there is a sixty-eight thousand acre park, I'm gonna go check that one out. I like Good yeah. Evening Ranch, and I'm going back to Good Evening Ranch this year. Just we're not doing events there. Lame. Have a secret event. Lame. Have a secret <laughs> event. Do it. Nah. Nah. There you go. If we ride our bikes, Graham, it'll only take us 69 hours to get to Leatherwood. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but that's, only, that's only 10 hours away. That's really not that bad. That's like, what, 420 minutes? Uh, I don't know, 602 miles, though. I'm not good at math. I'm going to say Nine it's going to be more than 420 six. minutes, then. Maybe oh, okay. 609 minutes. This is possible. Um, 690? Yeah, that's the way to say that. Yeah, sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> driving. Wait a second. Sorry that your episode derailed this bad, but no, that'll happen. Good, man. Um, I had a good time. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> yeah, I had an absolute blast with it. Um, after the trip... Do you feel like you got any weak links left in the Jeep, or is it in its current configuration how you want to leave it? No, like, I don't feel like I have any 
weak links per se. Like I'm literally still on Lee Springs and Cool Springs. But Yeah, um, but like who cares? Not Yeah, but I don't know. That's that is something I want to upgrade in the future. But I do have an upgrade sitting in the garage that's gonna go in very soon. If y'all have any guesses. Um Am I allowed to cheat? No. No. Coming out of the closet? No. (laughs) I'm proud of you, Brandon. Yay! Good for you. 2023, you can be people now. (laughs) (laughs) I said the garage, not the garage closet. (laughs) Oh, shit. Sorry. I I slipped my mind. My bad. My bad. Um, I'm going to guess it involves wearing a bow tie. Well, it could. Spoolie boy noises? No, no, not oh. that much. Not that much. Okay. Well, whatever the surprise is, we're, we're excited oh, for you. Four eight. Not, yes. Okay. Uh, six, okay. Seven, You're five, going three, the way uh, of high RPM. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. More um, cylinders. It was more or less. I just kind of that fell into my lap, and that's what it was. So. Yep. Oh yeah. Good for you, man. That's exciting. It's got a cam and a fresh rebuild and a TBSS intake. So. Oh, nice. So you don't even really have to build it. You can just kind of uh, push it up and slap her in there. Uh, Maybe. I just got to <laughs> find a transmission now, though. So. Oh, yeah. PH400? I have a 4L60. I want a 4L80. I want overdrive, but... If I can get a 4L60 cheap enough, maybe. I will give you a 4L60. <laughs> Get it out of my shop. That sounds pretty dang cheap to me. Sounds pretty cheap, doesn't it? Nobody, yeah, I, I can't. You, I cannot sell. I cannot give it away. Nobody wants really? it. But there's nothing well, wrong with it. It's a good transmission. There's. It shifted in the truck that it was in. Marvell wants a boat. Maybe he could use it as a boat anchor. You probably give I it to him. Plenty of other things I can give him as a boat anchor. <laughs> you want a twenty-four valve? It'd be a really nice boat anchor. Oh, baby! Imagine picking that thing up. Out of the water? Yeah, have fun. You're going to need a war just to though. get it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I almost had to call you. I thought I'd fucking knock the 6-2. I was going to be like, hey, Graham, I need that 12 or 24 valve. Just drop it off down here. <laughs> Figure it out. Um, Which one do you want? 600,000 miles or blown head gasket? Blown head gasket. No, nah, oh, 600 means that thing's still running strong, baby. It hits 600, Actually, it can go 400 Why not more. both? We'll mm, put a head gasket both. in the other one, and uh, oh, God. then we'll send that one to the machine shop, get it back, drop it in the old white Ford, and, you know, <laughs> just oh. kiss financial responsibility goodbye. And then you'll be just as slow as me. Yeah, <laughs> but I'll be like, but he's already cool. autistic, Graham. <laughs> then he's slower. You don't get much slower than that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Autistic like means that mentally you run pretty fast. You just run on railroad <laughs> tracks. <laughs> so if they go in said... a circle, you're going in a really <laughs> quick circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing way to describe that. <laughs> and on that note, have a good night, everyone. I can't come up with a better closer than that. That's it. Brandon, do you have anything else to say before we actually end it? Uh, I don't know if I can top that, but <laughs> stay tuned for lots more trips upcoming this year in 2024, I'd say. And please uh, go check out Brandon on all forms of social media. Please hit us with your YouTube and your Instagram and all those fun things. Absolutely. No, tell us yours. Tell us it now. Oh. 
uh, <laughs> Instagrams are Brop and Brandon, Brop Family Off Road. Uh, Facebook is Brandon Carroll and Brop Family Off Road, and YouTube Brop Family Off Road. I think we have a TikTok too, but all oh, of yeah. them. Yeah, got all of them. Well, please, if you're listening to us, it means that you kind of give a shit about the things that you heard today. So please, if you got a few seconds, head over to all those different social media things and please go follow Brandon. And on that note. On that note, keep an eye out for Brandon Carroll and uh, Blue Collar Off-Road again, because that's going to be happening at some point. And uh, my takeaway from listening to this whole thing is... Take your time and prepare for a long trip, and you'll enjoy the results from it. Couldn't have said it better myself.